to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Now, from a nutrition standpoint, what are we looking at when it comes to supporting the adrenals and or recovering from adrenal fatigue? Now, you should always be supporting your adrenals. So this information in this episode are helpful for you to be incorporating on a regular basis because no one wants to end up experiencing adrenal fatigue. So you need to have balance and figure out balance and figure out how to continue to support your adrenals no matter what, even if you don't feel like this is a pending issue for you right now. The nutrients of focus, when we're talking about adrenal specifically, would be vitamin C, D, E, B-complex, so all of your Bs there, zinc and copper, and magnesium. Now, I have mentioned that supplementation might be necessary depending on how depleted you are to help get you back to normal levels. But again, this is something that you should really be working with a practitioner on who knows what they're doing, either getting labs to see exactly where you are at or knowing high quality supplementation and how best to do it. Because you can't just take all of these in a multivitamin. You can't even take them in isolated nutrient pills of any kind without affecting something else. Every vitamin and mineral affects something else in your body. And by, for example, only taking a zinc supplement, which we have seen a lot when we're talking about viruses and things that, you know, maybe were an issue over the past couple of years. Uh, everyone said, oh, zinc's great for the immune system. And a whole bunch of people started taking zinc. Well, do you know what happens if you just keep taking zinc? You deplete your copper stores. So that's just going to cause a different issue for you. And that's not healthy. You really need to work with someone. Do not just take supplements because I said so, or anyone else on the internet that doesn't know you uh, said to to increase your nutrients in these areas. You really have to be careful about what you're doing here. Eating lots of whole food plants, though, of course, is one of the best ways to increase these nutrients without danger. You can't, even if you ate all the kale in the world, your body is only going to take from food what it needs and it's going to process out the rest. It understands the difference between eating whole food nutrients and synthetic whole food nutrients, which is also why when I recommend supplementation to my clients, I have carefully vetted these companies that I use. And much of the time, they are actually herbal tincture supplements or whole food supplements versus synthetic. I don't think that synthetic is really the best fit in most cases. So eating lots of whole food plants. If you're looking at vitamin C, I know most of us are going to think about citrus, but there are actually a lot of other fruits and vegetables and things that are much higher in vitamin C than citrus is. So things like bell peppers, cruciferous veggies like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale, berries, all the different berries, everything from, you know, blueberries and blackberries to elderberries are all going to be really high in vitamin C. Plums are actually very high in vitamin C. Cherries, tomatoes, 
Kiwi. Kiwi is, I forget, three times, five times. I'm probably remembering completely inaccurately, but it is far more superior when it comes to vitamin C potency than citrus is. Mango is great. Sweet potatoes and pineapple, all great sources. There are more, but these are some of the top sources of vitamin C. So I guarantee there's a few on that list that you're already eating already. You're already eating already. Wow. Okay. That you are already having and that you could increase in, in times of need. Vitamin E, where do you get that from? You get that from your nuts and seeds. You get that from avocado, dark leafy greens, whole grains, broccoli, tomatoes, potatoes, mango, whole soy foods like tempeh and edamame and tofu. I think you're going to see a trend as I go through the list here. Let's talk about the B vitamins, all the B vitamins. Now, each B vitamin is going to be in different concentrations within these foods. So again, we want to just be eating a high variety of whole whole plant foods. But bees are going to come from things like whole grains, tomatoes, whole soy foods, like I said, tempeh, edamame, tofu, sweet potatoes, mushrooms, nutritional yeast, asparagus, cruciferous veggies, leafy greens, beans. Did you notice that leafy greens and cruciferous vegetables have been on there a couple of times already? Keep, keep that in mind. Zinc, where are you going to get zinc from? That is going to be beans, especially lentils, nuts, seeds, especially pumpkin, whole grains, leafy greens, whole soy foods. Do you see the trend here? friend? Do you see the trend? Copper. And this, you want to have zinc and copper together. Now, the great thing is when you're eating it in food sources, most of the time zinc and copper actually come in the same packages. So let's see, I just talked about beans, nuts and seeds, whole grains and leafy greens for zinc. And where do you think copper comes from? Beans, nuts and seeds, whole grains, leafy greens, mushrooms, potatoes, and sweet potatoes, tomatoes, a lot of the same things. Listen, nature is really fucking smart, like way smarter than we are. And we need to stop underestimating the power of the things that were created on this earth because these foods were created to nourish us. This is how it works, friend. And then last is magnesium. And again, you're going to see whole grains. You're going to see beans, uh, whole soy foods, which soy is a bean. Edamame is a bean. So I separate it out because I think sometimes people are very fearful of having soy foods. I could do, I probably should do an entire episode on soy foods because uh, they are not detrimental to your health. You do want to buy organic, but I'll talk about all about soy on another episode. Uh, magnesium, you're also going to see in nuts, seeds, uh, potatoes, leafy greens again. Uh, note with magnesium, you do need calcium and balance with magnesium in order to make the most, the most of that relationship. So again, like zinc and copper, you want to be careful if you're considering supplementation and you want someone who knows what they're talking about. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is not your regular doctor. If you are not seeing a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor, or working with a nutritionist or dietitian that understands how nutrients works, your doctor writing you a prescription for any of these nutrients, they don't know what they're talking about. They do not have education in nutrition, like 99% of the time don't have education in nutrition unless they have pursued it themselves. So they don't understand how these things counteract each other. And that is going to lead me into vitamin D because I did mention that that is going to be a nutrient of focus, but I didn't mention any foods. Why? Because there isn't really any foods. I mean, there is some vitamin D in eggs and in mushrooms. Mushrooms are really cool because they synthesize vitamin D just like we do from the sun. So if you put your mushrooms in the sun for like 20 to 30 minutes before you're going to eat them, that will maximize the level of vitamin D that they have in them. And then in turn, give you more vitamin D when you eat them. Cool, right? I fuck, again, I fucking love nature. <laughs> it's so cool. And nature has designed everything perfectly for us. And we need to stop being asses and just listen. So vitamin D, you want to get out in the sun for your vitamin D. 
Supplementation can be very dangerous without careful monitoring. And I am so tired of all of the doctors. And I know I've gone on this rant on multiple episodes on this podcast. Anytime vitamin D comes up, I'm so tired of all the doctors writing prescriptions for insanely high doses of vitamin D without any regard, any information to the patient about what in the world that could do to their system. Vitamin D is a hormone. It's not actually a vitamin. It is a hormone. And that's why it is synthesized in our body when the sun touches our skin for at least 20 minutes a day. You, that's that's it. 20 minutes a day, you need to get out in, in the sun. Download the app D-Minder, and you can put in your location, and it will tell you what time of day based on the date and the time of year that it is, what time of day in your area the sun is at the best angle for you to be synthesizing vitamin D. And obviously, it's not always possible to get outside during that time, but it also has like a timer on it. So when you say, okay, I'm outside, arms and legs exposed, I'm ready to get my vitamin D, you can start the timer and it's going to tell you how much time you need to be outside in order to get your max level of vitamin D for the day. So that app is D Minder. It's completely free and has just really quick and simple way to at least see what time of day you can maximize your vitamin D. But being out in the sun is going to be the best way to get your vitamin D. So this time of year for most of us who live in the northern part of the world, we can get our vitamin D very easily. Now, when it gets to be colder, supplementation might be something that you need to consider, especially if you're susceptible to lower vitamin D levels. Although again, a lot of doctors test blood for vitamin D and that's only showing you your active vitamin D. It is not showing you your vitamin D stores. Your body does store vitamin D for later on because, you know, We are designed to live in cold climates at times. And guess what? The body knows that during that time, we're probably not going to have as much vitamin D coming in. And so we have stores of vitamin D that can be used. If you're not also getting your stores tested, then you're not getting a full picture of your vitamin D. Anyway, supplementation can be dangerous here. That's what I want to say. It can throw off a lot of the minerals that I've just mentioned that are critical for supporting your adrenals and and recovering from adrenal fatigue. So if you're taking insane amounts of vitamin D, you're only contributing to the issue that you have. You need to work with someone that knows what they're talking about on this topic. I mentioned a little bit earlier that when it comes to these these nutrients and supplementation, I lean towards herbal supplementation and whole food supplementation more often than not, uh, depending on the situation. Yes, there, there may be some other companies that I use, but I really lean towards herbs the most because your body knows exactly what to do with whole foods and herbs are so much more potent and bioavailable a lot of the time when it comes to these nutrients than any synthetic could ever be because our body recognizes what's coming from these plants. The biggest one when it comes to herbs that would be beneficial is adaptogens. And I know that's become a trendy thing for everyone to talk about. Adaptogens are both energizing and balancing and calming. How the hell do they do that, Casey? We'll talk a little bit about it, but that is the power of plants, my friend. They help to support the adrenals and help the body cope with stress. They can help give you more energy when you are depleted while your body is working on recovering, but also not cause increased stress like caffeine and stimulants can. The cool thing about adaptogens is they're not bound to a specific plant family. You will see these herbs and if you don't know anything about herbs, that's okay. But you'll see that these herbs come from a wild, a a wild, a wide range of plants. And they're not categorized by a specific group of plant chemicals. So it's not like we're looking at foods that have vitamin C, like there isn't a plant chemical that we're like, this is an adaptogen. It is really more about the way that these herbs affect the body. It is 
they're defined by their action, the action that they have on the body. So most of these herbs are going to be relatively non-toxic and safe. In the case of pregnancy or breastfeeding, you always want to check again with an herbalist or someone with knowledge on this because there are some nuances there, but these are relatively general or relatively non-toxic and safe. They have a range of beneficial effects on the body. It's not like just one thing is affected by these adaptogens. They really can have a total body effect. They often have a modulating effect which means they bring levels up in the body that might be too low or reduce levels that are too high. So if you're experiencing inflammation and your inflammation is really high, like in the case of autoimmunity, adaptogens can be really beneficial because it will bring the inflammation down to help reduce the instance of autoimmunity on your body. But let's say that you are sick and your immune system is actually functioning really low. Adaptogens can be really beneficial by increasing the stress response of the immune system and saying, hey, like we need to fight something off right now. So like, let's boost you up a little bit and fight off these germs that you have. They're so cool. That's what I mean by a modulating effect. And they're just, they're little miracle workers. I love adaptogens. They work on that HPA access that I mentioned in the last episode with the hypothalamus and the pituitary to directly affect stress. And this is where we see that definition of the effect that they have on the body, the action that they take on the body. So there's three different categories of adaptogens, main main categories of adaptogens. There are stimulating adaptogens, which help when the body is depleted, deficient, and literally dragging. Like when you are dragging your ass in the case of adrenal fatigue, stimulating adaptogens can actually be really beneficial because they are not like traditional stimulants. We are not talking about caffeine here. We are not talking about increasing the adrenaline impact. We are talking about increasing through whole food support adaptogens using Uh, talking to the body systems and helping to increase energy in a calming and gentle way. So some of those stimulating adaptogens are going to be ginseng. I don't know how to say this one, eleuthero (laughs) or Siberian ginseng. That's the other name that it goes by. Rhodiola, codonopsis, uh, and cordyceps. Those are just some of the stimulating adaptogens that you either may have heard of before or that are, are some of my favorite ones. Then you have balancing adaptogens, which provide stress support while energizing and calming. And my favorite ones here are ashwagandha and shisandra. You probably have heard about ashwagandha. This is a great one, whether you are suffering from adrenal fatigue or not. Ashwagandha is a great supporter. But again, you need to talk with someone, an herbalist or someone who knows about using herbs in this way, uh, because there are a few situations where you just want to be careful about your usage of ashwagandha, maybe space it out a little bit. Any of these adaptogens, you don't want to be, especially in the case of autoimmunity, you don't want to be overdoing it on any one of them that has a little bit of that energizing effect because you don't want to inadvertently trigger autoimmunity. But I have very rarely seen that happen. These are generally, you know, I have autoimmune thyroid disease and I've been using adaptogens for years and have had no problems whatsoever. But again, you just want someone working with you when you're starting these things so that they can help you troubleshoot anything that might come up. And the third category is calming adaptogens. And they do exactly what they sound like. They calm, they provide that calm energy and anxiety relief. A lot of the times I mentioned with burnout and adrenal fatigue, you may start to feel more anxious because that fight or flight response is kicked on so much and your body's prepared to do something and then you're not doing anything and you have this anxious energy that builds up in your body. So calming adaptogens can be really beneficial for this. Holy basil or Tulsi, it's also called, is my favorite. You can find teas, you can find Tulsi just about anywhere out there. High quality is going to be important, but this is my favorite for calming adaptogens. You can also use go to cola, 
uh, for a calming adaptogen as well. There are some nervine herbs that are also very beneficial for adrenal support. It just depends on your specific situation and the symptoms that you are suffering from at the time that you are trying to heal. There's some nervine herbs that can be used that will help with that and reducing stress on the body. Along with nutritive herbs, when we're talking about boosting a lot of those vitamin and minerals that get depleted. I love using nutritive herbs with my clients as well. And often finding tinctures and supplements that combine a few of these into one supplement so that you're not taking a million different things or needing to incorporate a million different things, but also because they complement each other very well. Again, depending on the symptoms that you're experiencing at the time, they can really help with replenishing vitamins and minerals while also giving you that calm energy and reducing anxiety, things like that that you might be experiencing. High quality herbal supplements are my go-to after or over other supplement companies. And it's hard to vet these days. I get that, especially because when it comes to herbal medicine, uh, there's there's nobody regulating it, which, you know, sometimes I think that's a really good thing because what is the FDA really doing for us these days? They're not doing fucking anything beneficial for us at this point. Anyway, <laughs> so I know that can be hard to vet if you're not sure where to even start looking for herbal supplements. This is something I go through with all of my clients. The few supplements that I do recommend to them at the beginning of the program are from some of my favorite herbal companies. And so again, you just want to make sure that you're partnering with someone who knows what they're talking about and has access to high quality or can at least point you to regular retail companies that are providing high quality herbal supplements and things like that. Plants are powerful. Plants are very powerful. You want to make sure that you're using them in the appropriate way and not combining too many things at once uh, for your specific situation and making sure that you know how they're going to impact you and your specific situation. So those are the nutritional aspects of how you can be supporting your adrenals and supporting your body in the case of adrenal fatigue. Or like I said, you should be supporting your adrenals all the time. This entire episode, you should start implementing some of these things or eating some of these foods if you do not eat them regularly already. And you know, yep, whole food plants, <laughs> whole food plants makes up a large part of what we talked about here as well as some of those lifestyle factors that we know are important, but we don't always get to it, right? We don't always prioritize relaxation and taking things off of our list because it's hard. It's hard. This this world is hard to, to navigate sometimes and be able to put ourselves first. So I'm encouraging you to put yourself first because I don't want to see this happen to you. It's really shitty when you get to this place. I was, I was in this place with adrenal fatigue at the same time that I was struggling with my thyroid and struggling to get a diagnosis and a practitioner who would believe me uh, and wasn't gaslighting me and telling me that it was just stress that was happening with my body and that I just needed to get more sleep and like eat better when they had no fucking clue what my life was even like anyway, because they didn't ask a damn question. And so I know how terrible this can feel. I know what it can feel like to be a walking zombie in your own life, feel like you don't have control over your emotions. Uh, it's it's not a great place to be. I don't want to see you get to this point. So I really hope that this el- episode was helpful in getting some actionable ways that you can support your adrenals today. Even if you aren't, like I said, on the road here already, you're feeling pretty good right now. Awesome for you. I'm happy for you. Keep it up because as we age, the stressors tend to increase as well. And, you know, life happens. So keep some of these in your back pocket. Start using some of these strategies right away. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you next time. All right, so we are picking up right where the last episode left off when we're talking about recovering from adrenal fatigue. As you know, the episode ended up really long, so I split this right down the middle, so it's going to dive right into me talking in the second half of this episode. I hope you enjoy the material. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants. Thank you.